The show you're about to listen to is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code PSP to save $5 off your first purchase. Probably science. Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm sat next to Andy Wood. Hello, hello. We're back in our normal environment. Finally. It's been too long. We've been traveling a lot. We've been in hotel rooms and apartments. All over the greater Los Angeles Other people's area. houses. Finally, after three weeks on the run, we're back home. And it's a double guest episode. Yeah, I'm very excited that we have uh, two, and, and two people who would, uh, if we hadn't done this right now, we would have lost them. We totally would have done. <laughs> we would have lost them for good. Oh, before, very quickly before we introduce the guests, um... Just so you know, I think we've mentioned it on previous shows, we do know there is currently a problem with the PayPal donation. And the website. Yeah. uh, By the time this is out. By the time this is out, the website will be sorted, but there is a problem with the PayPal donation, because we need to set up, uh, we need to incorporate, apparently, and we had been pushing off doing that, and PayPal finally went, you're not a corporation, what's your tax number? And we're holding on to your money until you give us that. So, everyone who's tried to donate, thank you very much for trying. Thank you for sending us messages saying, we want to give you money, what's going on? Uh, I would say if you want to give someone money right now, why don't you donate to Jesse versus Cancer? Because that money also goes to the indigent list at Vanderbilt Hospital. That, that is helps true. helps take care of the bills of those who can't pay their cancer bills. So go to jessevscancer.com, listen to his podcast, subscribe to that, and donate to him because it's a better cause yeah. anyway. But uh, but we'll sort it out. We might be setting up a Patreon or something else. We might, I don't know. Yeah. we got to work something But I mean, else. we should have incorporated this thing years ago. We should have been This lazy. has been forcing yeah. our hands. So thank you, and we're sorry, and thank you, and... Here are our guests. Uh, this is, um, firstly, returning guest, a very, very good friend of mine, writer, uh, producer of International Waters, co-writer of Bigopedia with me, writer of a thousand other things, very funny human being, Sarah Morgan. Ahoy, hoy, hello. How's it going? I'm good. Um, Lovely to be here. Thank you for having me well, back. Well, thank you for coming. You're literally, Sarah's going to... Sarah's going to be with us for about the first half of this episode and then is literally going to go straight to the airport. Yeah. She has all her stuff with her. Because that's how much I can't stand you. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, I can only commit to half a show at a time. I know, right? And, uh, and a new person on the show from Denmark originally via London, the host of the Comedians Telling Stuff podcast and the most recent winner of the Best Newcomer Best Show at Edinburgh Festival. It's Sophie Hagen. Hey, thank you. I did get the... That's incredible. I didn't know that. That didn't come up at brunch today. Congratulations. (laughs) I was wearing my (laughs) t-shirt. It's carrying the award on my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't bring bullshit guests on here. (laughs) (laughs) You don't disappoint. Yeah. Um, How how are you? Is this your first time in LA? First time in America. First time oh. ever in yeah, it's 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 like in the movies. <laughs> All of it's like in the. I've been trying to not say that out loud the <laughs> whole week, like to cab drivers and something. Like, the thing is, I've seen it in the films. <laughs> huge stock. I'm huge stock. And you're driving. You're driving a cab like like one of those movie cab drivers. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most Hollywood thing you've seen while you've been here? I think I saw like the the oud part of the Hollywood sign. Yeah. <laughs> just the oud. You just didn't even oud. see the whole sign. No, I saw the oud. And I was like, I bet, I bet you that's the one. <laughs> what was blocking the Hollywood? It's just probably a building. Oh, okay. Probably an industrial. You just want to walk ten feet to the side. <laughs> <laughs> the oud's the best bit. <laughs> I'm pretty, 
Maybe, yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can extrapolate. Right, yeah. I can figure out what the rest of it <laughs> is. I'll assume. Like. I'll um. assume. <laughs> that is the craziest thing that that was just like advertising a, a development, right? Like a subdivision? Isn't that what it was? Yeah, and it was Hollywood land. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Just to, just to get people to buy some houses in this neighborhood that they just created. Yeah. And the, then it, yeah, and then it came down at one point and they put a new one up. Oh, it's not even the original first th- letters of the... Think, I think so. Or, or they repaired it. But I think they actually put up different letters. Or some letters have fallen into times. And I feel like there's, there's uh, the actual like um, amount of money spent on the sign is probably less than the, number, the amount of money spent on all the signs telling you which streets don't have access to that sign. Like every, how every place in that neighborhood is, oh, yeah. hates the fact that every tourist wants to... Sees it and starts driving up the hill thinking like, oh, I can get to the sign. And just clogs up the works in people's neighborhoods, I think. Can you actually get to the sign? I don't think you can get... I think you, you have to stay right. pretty far away from it. Yeah, you can't get right there. It's like Stonehenge. They keep you away except for a, <laughs> a solstices. But then they found a severed head there a couple years ago, right? Wait, what? Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah, some kind of trail up by up by the sign. Somebody that was crazy murders. By, by the way, happy belated Halloween. Although by the time this comes out, it's going to be way later than Halloween. Yeah, we, we mistimed our spooktacular. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was your Halloween a good one? It was, was fun. It prosperous? I, I, I did, uh, I was the laziest. I just wore this stupid Japanese animal onesie for the second year in a row because I didn't <laughs> think of anything in time, so it's pretty dumb. Like a, a like an animal onesie from Japan or a specifically Japanese animal? Oh, yeah, it's form. a fictional Japanese animal. No, actually, I don't even, it probably isn't even, it's like an orange bear, so I think that <laughs> might be a Japanese animal. Yeah. What did you, did you go anywhere? Did you do? I went, went for a wander around uh, West Hollywood for a little bit because I hadn't seen that before with the Parady area and then had some drinks with some of this lot. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, pretty chill one. No costumes for anybody at the yeah, table. Yeah, I I uh, I went as uh, Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, uh, nice! But it was a very rushed job, so there was a lot of confusion as to what I was meant to be. But at least I wore a costume. Yeah, <laughs> is Aud- Audrey's the? <laughs> which one's Audrey too? That Audrey the plant. The plant. Or, okay. Uh, Audrey, Audrey one is, Audrey. is the. It was a blo- It was. It, I wore a blonde wig and carried like a a, a small trifid plant thing from a Mario game <laughs> from Mario Kart <laughs> Piranha Plant. <laughs> That, yeah, it was a confusing costume. Uh, Actually, wait a second. Those Mario things are blatant ripoffs. Yeah. Of, is that what the inspiration for those was? I don't know. What else? I just knew be? when you go on Amazon and you put in puppet plant, uh, <laughs> there are lots of really cool latex ones that you that were sold out, funny oh, enough, right, in time for right. Halloween. And then there was this ridiculous stuffed toy thing that I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's enough. They'll get the gist. <laughs> All that matters is that you have something that identifies as a costume, yeah. so you're not one of those people that just didn't make any effort at all. It doesn't matter how good Matt it is. Matt Kirshen. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Kirshen wore a special jumper. Yeah. I was... Um, it turns out there was still Burning Man dust on my emergency wizard costume. Uh, your emergency wizard? <laughs> is that a wizard who fixes emergencies? Yeah. Or? Okay. No, I have a, I have a costume which... I, which Sarah's scene mm. and it's every Halloween for about 10 years and it nah. never do you know it gets funnier every year <laughs> that, that's the lovely thing about it is it sort of stopped being funny and then it was just like no it's really funny again so here's the deal with it I found it years ago out, outside of Halloween it was just <laughs> in a thrift store and it was for sale and I was like that's going to be useful at some point so I just bought it as, it was an impulse buy and it's clearly meant for children to trick or treat in oh this is the one oh yeah it's all, it's all in one so you pull it over your head like a big you go from like zero to wizard in <laughs> under three seconds it's like a sort of that. wizard condom that yeah. you sl- roll over your body and you stick your head out through the hole and you've got a beard it's wonderful yeah and I know like somewhere, at one point last Halloween Henry Phillips made a vine of me putting the thing on and it comfortably fits within the vine remit time yeah. like I had enough time on either side of the vine to set it up and <laughs> and ta-da so it, yeah 
That's amazing. And did you wear it at Burning Man? I forgot. No, I brought it and then it just stayed in the bag, but it got dusty in the process. So I was oh, like, okay. Just being there at all. Yeah. It, it's just useful to have. It's just a do handy you, thing. I'll post do, a picture of it. When you wear it, do you ever do the, uh, have you heard of a wizard staff? I think they call it like the drinking game thing. No, yeah. Not that it's a game. Someone did this last night. They were a wizard and it feels like a very like bro-y, fratty thing that must oh. have happened in college. So it's probably something I'm up for. Right, right. <laughs> uh, where you just tape every beer you drink on top of the last beer, so then you end up with this staff of empty beer cans that... Uh, this guy loved the fact that his was taller than his head, so by the end, to drink out of the top one, he had to have someone help lift the end of it. Yeah. That look on your face. I know, you're right, it's lame, but I was like, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't see this in college. It seems like a thing that would have... Uh, it's a thing that British people do whenever Americans start talking about ways they make drinking more complicated no. and fun we're just like well, well can we not just drink the beer why, so why drink, is this right. going to be more difficult why don't roll I, a ping pong ball before you can get drunk I remember being a student and playing drinking games though I remember that being a thing and then yeah, yeah you sort of and the idea that losing equals drinking when yeah, everyone's trying exactly. to get drunk like yeah. what is the why does, wouldn't the winning be do the, games like like uh, like Shag Mary Kill does that count as a drinking game if you, if you only play the game while, while you're, you're drunk, drinking is that also a drinking game but I, I think about? I think a drinking game has in some way the results of the game or the gameplay has to be tied to the amount and speed with which you drink Okay. I think you can't be you can't be drinking and playing a game because that's just drinking and gaming. Right. So drunk, drunk, drunk and drunking game drunking and drinking. Yeah. Right. I'm just, I'm just learning the language. I'm just learning the language and the culture. That's, <laughs> all, that's my kind of science. That's all I need to know. But that is also the thing, and I, to- I think I told this story on your podcast. But it was the time, sort of, I remember, re- like, I realized I wasn't a s- student anymore. And it was like I was 23, 24, and I was doing a gig in a college, and there was. Um, there's a bar because British universities have bars in the student union because the drinking age is 18. And I had a pint on stage and some people started going like, down it, down it. And I just went, no, (laughs) I'm a grown up. And I got this drink to enjoy it. (laughs) It's like, all right, I'm a... I am an adult. Yeah. Yes. How dare you? Have, there's no magical thing that happens to me if I turn down the yeah. requested drink. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone shout chug. Candyman three times. Or yeah. I just say no to this. Yeah. It's fine. Like I can drink at my own pace and <laughs> communicate this comedy at you that I have planned to do. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm the opposite of that, and I will always bow, I will always bow to the demands of someone else requesting drinking things out of me. So if you meet me, if listeners uh, run into me and buy me a shot, I will drink that shot right away. I'm powerless. Um, or I'm an alcoholic. I don't know which it is. I'm a powerless alcoholic. Uh, Sarah, we've already asked on a previous episode, if you want to, you can backtrack and work this out from Sarah, but Sophie, we always ask our guests this when they're new to the show. What, if anything, is your background in science? And there is no right or wrong answer, and there oh, might well. be. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I got, I don't know what the equivalent, like, grade-wise, but I got, when I went to, I guess, the equivalent of college in Denmark, I got, like, the highest grade of my class in uh, in the physics. All right. Wow. Because uh, <laughs> we had, like, a 24-hour exam thing, which was quite new at that point, so they didn't know how to make people not cheat. What is a 24-hour exam? It's just, a, you, you go up, you, you take the, like, the topic or whatever, you the, the question. Oh, and you have a full day to turn then, in the yeah. answers. Yeah, so I would go home. I went to my boyfriend at the time, who was like a science geek, and I went, uh, I don't want to do this. I don't know. I, 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 the question was, what is the age of the universe? That was a question. I was like, I have no idea. And so he said, oh, all right, this is what you need to do. So he just went through the equation, and I remembered it word for word. So it was like, it was like a monologue at the end. I had no idea what I was saying. So mm. I went up to the exam and just went, right, I'm going to calculate the age of the universe. And I just went through the whole thing and they were really impressed. And at one point, they stopped me and he said, oh, um, 
So I just done like a, a calculation thing, and it was something something simple, like what's fifty divided by twelve oh, no. or whatever. And I just went, uh, 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 and I just thought, oh no, 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 they're, they're on to me, they're on to me. So I went, excuse me, I'm calculating like the age of the universe, <laughs> and you're you. asking me about a simple math question. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I was like, yeah, thank you, and I just kept going. <laughs> and they were like, that's so impressive, amazing. They gave me like top grade, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I never thought of indignation as a response to an exam question. That's a great way to approach it. Yeah. How very day. Oh, my. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Exactly. So I, I made it through. I had no idea what I was talking about. I'm very, very bad at it. Uh, but I, my acting was really good. Yeah. Your people have produced some of the greatest. Uh, Niels Bohr, right? Isn't he mm, Danish? He is. He's, yeah. He was my. He's, now this is like. This is Denmark. Like everyone knows each other. So that's my, my best friend's like. Grandfather, wow. uncle, a grandfather, depending on how old that guy is. <laughs> he developed the, theory, the the model of an atom being like the electrons orbiting a nucleus, right? Isn't the Bohr model is like... How the, dare you? I'm on the... <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that that was my friend's grandfather. How dare you question if I know what he's done? <laughs> he was a great Dane, what can I say? Oh, no, that was awful. Um... You guys uh, also have a tradition. Uh, you guys, my my grandmother is was born in Denmark, oh, cool. and uh, she had a tradition that I don't know. I, I, maybe I've asked Danes and I can't remember what the answer was, but um, she did a thing where she would spit on us for good luck. Is that Danish? <laughs> I think you just. I think she is didn't like you. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like, seriously, there's nothing like that. That's not a. a... <laughs> I don't. You've never maybe. heard like, you know what, not, not actually spit. Nothing leaves her mouth, but she, like before a swim meet, she'd be like. Tuh. Like it's a good luck thing, like just I've a ceremonial spit. It. I've not. I don't think so. Maybe it's just a family. Th- and hopefully, I don't know. It just died out with, okay. with her generation. Yeah. <laughs> the only three things I know about Danish culture that through her that might not be Danish culture that yeah. and using beer to make crepes is that a Danish crepes are they a oh, thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Beer yeah. as an ingredient, and yeah. then um, rice pudding before Christmas Ooh, dinner yeah, is that a, with a hidden thing. almond in it? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rice. Yeah, yeah. Do you do the hidden almond thing? Oh yeah, of course. Everyone, really? Everyone, you, you guys don't do that. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, just like a, it's like like a kind of pudding, and then you you have it's uh, you what do you call it when you take the thing off of the almond? The I don't know. Oh, second language. Skin. Like the yeah, the skin, oh, yeah, the skin, the skin, the shell, the skin. There's so many words. Uh, and usually it would be like one of like your grandmother would like like chew it, like make it clean again, like and into the porridge. And then it was like the <laughs> worst. And then she washed an almond in her mouth. No, but I just remember that like that grandmother thing of her like just making sure it's clean from the wet water it has been in, and then put it into the porridge. That was put the skin in or put the no, nut the, in the, the almond. almond. The and then isn't and then you t- you just go around. Everyone eats a bit of porridge and then the one who gets the almond gets the gift the present I've, really, I've never heard anyone verify this That's, we still do that oh, at yeah, Christmas yeah. but oh, I thought yeah. maybe our family made it up and so, what and, was the gift? Oh, oh, it wouldn't usually be like ma- like a marzipan pig. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know oh, that. <laughs> not like, like a little not like one marzipan one. pigs. Yeah, sure. Like. When you when you have little kids there, do you usually like, when we were kids like in the adults only one of them would have the almond, but like every one of the kids would have yeah, one just yeah, yeah. as like a yeah. My yeah. grandma would give me one in my hand, so you just go, yeah. Was there also counted. this part might be made up? You would have to hide that it was in your mouth for a while and pretend like you didn't get it. Yeah, that and, would be, if you were a bit cheeky, that what you would do. Okay. So because then everyone would like be eating even though they didn't want to eat anymore, and you. Because <laughs> everyone wanted the almond, and then you go, "Ooh, I've had it all this time." But then my dad told me, and this could be made up. Also, the reason for it was uh, back in—I don't know if there was like a uh, like a, a Great Depression in Denmark, sometime when like things weren't bountiful, and they wanted people to fill up on this uh, cheap 
thing before the meal because the goose wasn't that big or there wasn't that much oh, food. Oh, maybe. That sounds... Because yeah, no sounds... one likes rice pudding, but you have to eat it all to I, see if is, you got the It almond. is delicious. And you can get like this really cheap version like in like a tube uh, like at the supermarket <laughs> for like two dollars and it was it's the best thing yeah <laughs> it's like a that's really awesome. that's just something i don't admit anyway i hope no danish people listen to it because it's disgusting yeah it's a weird thing to consider a dessert something rice-based well then you'd take then you'd take the rice pudding and then you'd put um like cream in it and vanilla and then it would be like a dessert so yeah have that after the big christmas dinner okay because that's in britain rice pudding is a dessert mm-hmm. and it's and it's sweet, and you put a big dollop of jam in the middle. Yeah, that's kind of that. Yeah, I've that's tasted the British one. It's not as good, but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, ours was sweet, but you need it first just to fill up on it. But it's still sweet in a weird way because it's yeah, still rice. Like rice sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like tapioca or something, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'll tell my family that we didn't uh, just make that up. <laughs> yeah, but maybe the spitting part. That right, might the be. spitting thing. <laughs> the crepes with beer in them and the almond thing is real. Nice. Yeah. Is your grandmother still around? She's not, unfortunately. So you have no way to confirm on. Uh, I know to confirm with her that the uh, spitting was. Yeah, yeah. Just... I gotta ask my dad if that was something all of her sisters. Like maybe she just made that up whole cloth. Yeah. It know. sounds like sort of. It it does sound like a sort of old wives superstition type thing. Yeah. 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 She there's, ha- yeah. there's the one about I don't know if that's a Danish thing or if that's even a thing but the one you know your cro- fingers crossed mm-hmm. but then if you cross like a uh, like you have toes as well then it's bad luck or there's like a combination of it's like right hand left foot then that's bad luck <laughs> or it's like something really like really complicated <sighs> like that that was, that was like has to be an odd number of crossed appendages. Right, right. But I mean, not everyone can even cross their toes, right? Or can all of us can cross they their not? toes? I'm I can cross right mine now. more with one foot than the other. Like with one, I can cross both ways, and the other ones, I can only cross in one direction. I, can I can't test of... this because my one foot is broken, but I can oh, no. with the other one. What happened? <laughs> I fell. Here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't think you broke your foot here. I, I had sprained my ankle. Uh, I'd been in LA for about 14 minutes, and uh, then I was like, ooh, this is nice. I wonder why no one walks here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why. Then you had to go to one of those like American hospitals, like from the movies? I, <laughs> It's deserted and there were zombies. No, I, uh, I I went to get one of those ankle uh, like elastic thingies. Okay. And the oh, woman, I, I must have looked like a mess because I was really depressed. I hate falling, not because it hurts, but most because I can handle pain, but it's the humiliation uh, that I just cannot yeah, deal yeah. with. And she, was, the woman behind the counter, was like, "You're not from here, are you?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "Do you have friends?" I was like, "Yeah, oh, don't worry, I'll be fine." Yeah. Do you have friends? And I don't even just mean here; I mean just at all. <laughs> yeah. Call someone. Just call someone. Like, just don't take this personally, but you look like you might not have friends. <laughs> it's just, she's just like really unpleasant person working there. It's just her thing. She likes to just make uh, make everyone feel like a little bit worse. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure people want to be around you? They're like, oh, they just hurt. They're, they're probably not your real friends. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably talking about they're you probably, right now. Yeah, they're, they're probably, probably having a party. You. Where you guys Push came to shove. Do you have any real friends? Yeah. Like, like the next person who comes up, she's yeah. The next person who comes up, she's like, uh, okay, so what skin cream are you after? <laughs> Oh, you're after. Oh, I thought you'd be here for skin cream, just because. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> no, nothing. No, it's not yeah, fine. No, no, no. I just thought, you know, maybe. You know, because of your fat face. <laughs> Stupid fat, yeah. oily face. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but we don't have any creams for that. <laughs> have any? That's a myth. People think that we have creams that can make you not have a stupid fat face, but like, but actually, there's no such thing. <laughs> that will, will be though. This is, I've I've seen the the adverts in LA. That'll be yeah. that'll be that'll be yeah, crazy. Plenty of ways to get rid of your stupid face. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dollar amount you can pay. One guy did it at the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Oh, too soon. Yeah. Where I was going with the with the Halloween thing, then I'm like, it's uh, it's super morbid, but it's also like the most interesting thing that's happened in LA in the last couple of weeks. 
I mean, is this bad to talk well, about? This is a kind of science. I mean, like it's momentum, <laughs> it's, it's velocity. Physics. Yeah, it's the, definitely. The guy on Friday on on I five. What? Did you hear about this? No. Did you hear about this one? Um, hey, everyone, wear a seatbelt, you stupid <laughs> yes. fucks. Oh, Jesus. Um, everyone who thinks they'll be, everyone who, that For, idiot friend who's like, I want to be thrown free. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I drive I, better I, without a seatbelt. And, you know, I just know that, like, I don't want to be stuck in my car and crash and I'll get thrown free to safety. Well, uh, a guy <laughs> this week in LA thrown. Yeah. got thrown free of his car at a high speed crash in the freeway and landed on a billboard. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Uh, like f- what a full like 10 15 feet in the air oh, 20 and more than that yeah we've already probably 20 or 30 feet up in the air yeah, yeah like he was like on one of those high billboards above the freeway that or like on the ledge and just had to stay there until they could get the coroner out so for like two or three hours there oh was just my God, a he guy died? oh yeah. yeah oh there was oh, just a fuck. sheet over him um, on the was, on the sign oh. for like hours people drove by what was the billboard for it wasn't <laughs> even, it was, it was <laughs> was Welcome was to it, LA. Yeah. <laughs> was it like, you know, like he, just his head went through and then like, it was like a horse's body for like Marlboro cigarettes or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, hang on, I'm thinking of cartoons. Yeah, so I'm thinking of the Muppets. This is a man's yeah. life, but I am right. thinking yeah. of the cartoons. No, yeah. If it was Gonzo the Great, it would be yeah. fine. It should have been. Yeah. Oh, no. Wow, that a that real a... human being with presumably a family and friends. Maybe he had some friends. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a tragedy and it's very sad, but also fucking where is he? I mean, like yeah. to be fair, he probably wouldn't have survived regardless. His car flipped a bunch of times, I think. But um, but people don't do. drive at a crazy fast speed. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't even a billboard; it was an exit ramp. I think Colorado Street on I five, right? Did he take it through the O? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Had to be a small victory. A small, small oh, twenty points. <laughs> But yeah, I think um, Julie Smith actually drove by it while I was before he'd been taken down, and everyone's uh, like, "What's is this some kind of Halloween thing?" Is oh no. God. yeah, well that's at least that's good. So there'll be kids, and the mothers will be like, "Oh right. don't, no, it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's yeah. Thing. just a spooky so. ghost." Yeah, put on your seatbelt yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was thrown free. Oh man. Okay, onto something cheerier, maybe cheerier, but also pretty Halloweeny and spooky. Uh, this is a, like something that was sent in to us by at least three listeners, I think. Quite a few people saw this story and they're like, you have to cover this. And we we're like, yeah, we, we should definitely cover this. Uh, a man recently failed a paternity test because um, his unborn twin was actually the biological father of his son. So he. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my I computer's broken, you, so I'm having trouble getting the story up, so it's, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so it, he, he failed his test because. Part of his genome actually belongs to his unborn twin, which means the genetic father of the child that he and his partner had is actually that man's brother who never made it past a few cells in the womb. Um, so yeah, it was this, this couple was having trouble conceiving their second child. They decided to seek help and went to a fertility clinic where eventually intrauterine insemination was performed. It involves washing and concentrating sperm before inserting it directly into the uterus of a woman around the time of ovula- ovulation. Uh, the assisted conception worked, and nine months later, the happy couple welcomed a baby boy into the world, but then things started to take a turn for the weird. Testing revealed that the child's blood type didn't match up with his parents. Both parents are A, but the child is AB, said Barry Starr from the Department of Genetics at Stanford University. And uh, there are rare cases where that can happen, but their first thought was the clinic had mixed up sperm samples. So for that reason, they did a paternity test, which the dismay revealed the man was not the child's father. They took another test, but the results were the same. At that point, um, mixing up samples didn't seem too far-fetched, but the clinic had only dealt with one other intrauterine insemination at the same time as this couple, which involved an African-American man, and given the child's appearance, that didn't make a lot of sense. And that's when Starr was contacted by the couple's lawyer, who suggested they take a more powerful test, the -the over-the-counter 23andMe genetic service. And um, 
that's good at uh, looking at family relationships. The results came back suggesting that the child's father was actually his uncle, the man's brother. At that point, they decided to delve a little deeper with the idea that the man could possibly be a human chimera. Chimera? How do you do the CH in that one? Um, I.e. an individual with two different genomes. And it's actually not uncommon for multiple fertilizations to happen in the womb even when only one child is born. What can sometimes happen is two independent early embryos at this stage, just clumps of cells, actually fuse together and go on to develop normally as a single individual. And then they did more DNA samples from the cheek of the father, which was used for the original paternity test. And again, that didn't match up. But then the sperm sample had a different story supporting the human chimera idea. Uh, what they found was a, quote, major genome accounting for roughly 90% of the sperm cells and a minor one that was 10%. And the major one matched up with the cheek cells, but the minor one was consistent with the child's DNA. So basically, the father is the fusion of two people, both the child's father and an uncle, his own unborn brother. Happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Don't worry, there's no such thing as chimeras. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see that on, like, Maury Povich or something. You aren't the father, yeah. but the father doesn't exist yeah. exactly, so he's still got to pace that. What's happened is the father's sort of eaten <laughs> his brother in the womb, and, and uh, yeah, that's your dad. Yeah. That yeah. really, yeah. Start fighting the inside of your cheek now, and yeah. we'll separate the two of you. Quato like, from Total Recall is the father, yeah. You just don't want the kid to be an asshole. Like, if he's the kind of guy who's going to milk it, like, yeah, I've... I've never actually met my real dad. <laughs> my dad ate him. <laughs> my dad ate my dad. Uh, I never asked for me. I never asked to be born or for you to eat my real father. <laughs> you know my, my real dad. Go to your room. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then if he doesn't obey, he just starts to like make a face out of his belly fat and talk to him as if this is your father. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me absorb your DNA like I did your dad. <laughs> God, terrifying. I wonder if that. I wonder if he got like better genes. Like, what if the unborn f- brother was like uh, smarter or taller or something, and the kid ends up with a. Oh, better... that would be so sad. Yeah. <laughs> there is a. Th- isn't that a theory? Because I'm left-handed. There's, that's a theory, isn't it? That left-handed people are more likely to have absorbed their really twin really early on. I've never heard that. Yeah, it's a. It's probably it's, bullshit. It's <laughs> typical. Probably science, typical left-handed yeah, people. Um, There's so much great science behind left-handed studies, including that you guys are evil. Yeah. And that devil sinister the, 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 is where yeah. it comes from. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Wait, which one started which? That, I don't know. Oh, okay, but sinister does mean left-handed. In I some also way, like in right? French yes, it's, it's gauche, oh. which is just sort of more like clumsy or inappropriate, which just suits me much better. Like, yeah, I know. The I'm, term I'm, for I'm, left-handers in French is gauche. No, well, the, the, word the word for, for left is gauche. Yeah. So turn air gauche, then air droite. Uh, the uh, oh. look at me with my French talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I learned I'm not some... the only one with a second language, Sophie. I'm, uh... <laughs> I learned some German words last night. Um, I learned. Uh, I was asking about German words that have no English translation, uh-huh. and there are two. Them, yeah. Right, but I mean, like you know, how they have like such great ones oh. that once you like Zeitgeist, the like, how do we not have a word that means yeah. you know? Um, there's one called Kummerspeck, which is the fat that you gain from emotional eating yeah. over something that upsets you. Like, so that fat would be called Kummerspeck, and then. Um, Fremdschämen, which is like Schadenfreude, but for uh, like cringe comedy, like watching The British Office and like yeah. feel, feeling uh, ashamed on someone else's behalf or embarrassed on Freund, someone else's Freund. behalf. Fremd, Fremdschämen, I think is what it is. Like sympathetic embarrassment mm. or uh, shame, I guess. Yeah. But Kummerspeck is pretty specific and good, I love right? It. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm eighty percent that stuff. What's that? <laughs> I'm eighty percent that stuff. Mostly uh, Matt, do you have a story? You don't want me to grab it. Uh, I have a I have a Halloweeny story that I haven't put in the link yet, but let me find it again. 
oh god hey my so my computer died uh a couple of or today my computer died today and until i get it so sorry i know moment of uh, silence um it might come back as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually died around it. This- it was oh. a night not like this. Yeah. That computer's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Why, there hasn't been an operating system here? <laughs> it has been lovely being in America during Halloween with people who actually believe in ghosts in a country oh where people genuinely... Like, Do I've they? Been, I've been in Ubers listening to the call-in shows oh. where people call in and go, oh, I went in a basement and I heard a man and a piano was playing and, then, and the Uber driver will always turn around and go... I know. I mean, imagine you've got to go there. It's so haunted, and it's like you're too young to be haunted, you people. You have friendly ghosts. <laughs> this country, apart from the Native Americans, obviously. But yeah, apart, yeah, there's you know, plenty the, of horror. Yeah. In our <laughs> Sorry, I mean, but yeah. yeah. The, uh, as long as you stay away from their burial grounds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything else is just you're too young. Casper the friendly ghost is the only ghost in America. <laughs> so like, adorable. They're just so cute with their no history. Sorry. Wait, does that mean? <laughs> oh, say okay. Let's let's pretend for a second. Ghosts are real. We sure. all believe in them. So you think that like okay, if I die and become a ghost now for the first couple hundred years I just can't be that mad because I haven't been gone for long enough and then eventually I can get super spooky when I become really antiquated it's It's just it's just like when you see you as a ghost you'll be like oh he's wearing jeans yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's not terrifying this ghost can't wear jeans you're not like the ghost you're like whoa this big long white dresses you're like oh that's scary but it was just like oh it's t-shirt and it's not like you died in a plague or off the Romans or something that would be like he died looking for Wi-Fi. <laughs> that ghost that ghost is wearing a t-shirt for a band I like. <laughs> I'm staying in a haunted uh, hotel, uh, allegedly haunted uh, hotel in in New York, which I'm so excited. <laughs> it's not just like it's it's like rock star ghosts because apparently they all uh, OD'd there, but it's also Titanic survivor ghosts. Oh, okay. what? How what? Many, Wait, yeah. survivor ghosts? Yeah, like they survived <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> they survived the Titanic and then they died. Oh, when they came to show. Swam off the. Yeah. No, they, <laughs> I thought that was like a brain teaser for a second. Yeah. Like, where do they bury the? <laughs> Wait, so why would you be particularly scary if you survived the Titanic and lived a long, full life? Because wouldn't you be the most angry if you were like, yes, yeah. no. Because well, they died soon afterwards? It was yeah, like yeah. a car accident? It was, like, it, was where, the... it was the hotel where they put up all the survivors uh, while they were doing all of the, uh, the insurance stuff. Uh, after the, someone died in the process. And there was a fire or something? And you witnessed tragedy. Yeah, 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 and you witnessed tragedy. They've been in the cold water. Maybe. It's, yeah. I don't. I didn't look in. I just. Okay. Yeah. So I just. I assume. There's a lot of, I assume some of them died. Wouldn't they? Statistically, yeah. eventually. Statistically, yeah. they wouldn't. But yeah, you don't, but yeah America that. can't. You don't have don't maidens. Don't take this away from me. Look, icebergs are a bit like Final Destination. They have to finish the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to come knocking. Like you just, you just, you just choke, on a sl- like, choke on an ice cube while you're drinking like a bourbon on the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> ah. It always gets you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, they put the people up at this hotel because it was ship-themed. So like all of the little rooms... <laughs> I know. It's so they've been thinking this is a good idea. They know ships. There's like all the rooms like cabin themed, so it's like little round. Like, it's what they know. Yeah. yeah, it's like putting up barbed wire in the place after concentration camp. Yeah. People like get rescued. Like you don't want just... you don't want to bring them to too much comfort right. too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's how they died. Depression. Just saying. Just saying. I'm really excited yeah. about this in hotel. Sounds great. Hotel. Yeah. Did you know in America, um, all of their horsemen are still headful. <laughs> Quite scary, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got horse. a head <laughs> where his head should be. He's wearing bootcut jeans. That was like twelve years ago. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's a big thing for ghosts. They can't be wearing anything approaching modern fashion. Like, that's definitely never going to be scary. It's always got to be global hyper color t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a Rachel haircut. <laughs> That ghost is with stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right. All right. Um, new species of bat. Yes, Ooh. perfect. Halloween. Spectacular. It emerges from thirty-year stint in jar of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> if you've been pickled in alcohol for the last thirty years, you'd be feeling a little strung out too. Wow. Says the. Uh, even yes, new science yes, at two new scientists at two um a bat unbottled from a jar in london's natural history museum turns out to be a new species it has been called francis's woolly horseshoe bat mm. or rhino rhino lophus uh francisi after charles francis who collected it in malaysia in 1983 despite its formidable fangs the bat doesn't have vampiric tendencies <laughs> Letting us down now after the Halloween build-up. Uh, instead, the teeth are used for crunching on insect prey. All right, that's kind of spooky again. A scan of the bat skull reveals spiky, sharp-edged teeth that would work like scissors to break open the hard outer body casings. Uh, God, I can't read today. Outer body casings of insects, says Roberto Portella Miguez, a mammal biologist at the museum. Uh, and here's a little picture of the bat. Looks pretty, like. You found the story? Pretty scary. Oh. Pretty scary teeth if those are just for Ooh. insects. That's uh, overkill. Kind of. Bats are super creepy. They are. Yeah. They're but also kind of cute. Yeah. Is, is Boo's cute. bat the new pizza rat? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just like Boo's bat, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a little Boo's bat in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, pizza... Pizza Rat really only took it down like one stair before he lost the grip on the pizza, didn't he? Hey, it's the rat that carries <laughs> it's pizza. It's the rat that carries pizza. Fuck, it's not five or goes west. By the way, vampiric tendencies. Did you catch him at the LRA last week? Opening for social distortion. <laughs> I like the earlier stuff better. Um, yeah, this is pretty cool. I've never been scared of bats. I always thought it was cool when the, the first time I realized that these birds darting around at dusk um, growing up were not actually birds. I was like, that's awesome. You just think it's like a thing that doesn't exist in your world. or I don't know. Yeah. I thought bats were only in caves or movies. or Yeah, I'm not scared. Like, There's a lot of things that I should be scared of. I'm not. I love snakes. I love bats. Um, I hate spiders, but everyone hates spiders. <gasps> no, you I like spiders? spider pavilions when I was what? in LA. Oh, oh, it was my one what? of my to-do list things and I did it. What's uh, that? The Natural History Museum here has a spider pavilion which um, is, they, in the summer, it's apparently a butterfly pavilion and you go and you, all the butterflies land on you and it's lovely and romantic. And to me, oh. the more exciting thing is you go and you get in with a fucking load of spiders. And, land on you. <laughs> and then do they just like pull a cable and they all fall on you? Yeah, it's just, you just walk around and weirdly, oh. astonishingly, everyone who works there is completely super hot. I don't know why. The people who work at the spider, music, spider pavilion are all just really, really sexy. Or maybe I have a are type, they, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, are they a little gothy sexy? Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit alt, a little bit nerdy, a yeah. little bit, yeah. They're, but they know a fuck of a lot about spiders and really want you to get excited about them. And there's no risk of being bitten by these spiders? No, no. They, they, they sort of ask people to gather them and send them into the 
Uh, so they're trying to get like one of every type of spider in. in uh, but they're California. actually crawling on you. They have them. But they don't. They sort of. They've got. It's like a beautiful sort of garden thing, and they. It's full of spider webs, and you can just examine the webs and look at them spinning their webs. And there's lots of kids in there, but they. The kids are great because the kids are just sort of. The, the ones who are scared are being like talked to by like a person. I'm going to call it a spider lady. Okay. Who probably isn't called that. And spider lady, uh, she'll explain lady. that the. Yeah. <laughs> Does whatever a lady can, which is anything, <laughs> right, guys? What's her mind to? Yes. Uh, anything a Spider Man can <laughs> yes. in heels. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So eight they, heels. she sort of patiently eight, eight heels. Yeah. She patiently sort of explains to the kids why the spiders are safe, and you can see all these little kids like. But wait, they aren't all safe. No, they're not. Well, the ones, the ones in the. They make a point of only. They make okay. a point of just the spider, and and yeah, when you go out, they have more dangerous spiders in. Cage. You know, cages, little little habitats that look like little houses because adorable and yeah. America, like little diners and stuff like that. And you get little paper hats on. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Short order I mean, cook spiders. That, that was quite yeah. American. And then I, this a really sad thing happened when I went into the sort of normal bit of the museum and looked at the dinosaurs. And there was a kid, and I couldn't help but peer over her shoulder and look at what she'd been writing because they were all supposed to be writing spider facts. <laughs> and this kid had just written. Uh, God is great because he invented the dinosaurs and my body and spiders, and that is the end of my spider facts. <laughs> oh, that's uh, and I suddenly remembered I was in America, and I thought, oh God, that's probably not. She'll get extra points for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not writing anything more about spiders until I've established that everyone knows that God's real, and this dinosaur is just confusing me, and that's fine. It would be so much of an easier yeah. country to do anything in. The, yeah. the age of the universe, 2000. Right. <laughs> God created the universe, shut up. Oh, you should have done that class. on your uh, science desk. Just, actually, I'm really how religious. And how dare you? <laughs> um, there was actually, um, on that subject, I read something today, but it was an article from a couple of years ago, that most spider bites that people report aren't actually spider bites. It's much rarer to be bitten by a spider than you think. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a, th- Wrote th- a spider. It- <laughs> 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 then what? Then what bit you? Like, is it something really cute? Because it does. Yeah. It's, it's just another disgusting um, animal. It's I often think it's just, actually it's a scapegoat. It's just like anytime you have an unexplained thing, you just call yeah. a spider bite. And like, you don't know that. So, so it might be a thing biting people. No one knows what it is. <laughs> yeah. So according to Chris Buddle, an arachnologist at McGill University, Montreal, spider bites are more likely to be bites or stings from other arthropods such as fleas, or skin reactions to chemicals or infections. Ask the real monsters, man, again. <laughs> <laughs> Infections. Yeah, Weird the up to <laughs> Not uh, Yeah, I think like spider bites are like food poisoning, where it's easy to just say that's what you mm. have, but you don't have any way of knowing that's what it is. Yep. Like, um, spiders tend to avoid people, uh, for one thing. They have no reason to bite humans because they aren't bloodsuckers, don't feed on humans. They're far more afraid of us than we are of them. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when spider bites do happen, they tend to occur because they're surprised. For example, when a person reaches into a glove, shoe, or nook that they're occupying. I'm sorry, everyone who's currently squirming and any arachnophobes. We should maybe put in. We should have put in a warning at the sure, beginning of this bit, like saying arachnophobes. You might want to fast forward to minute whatever <laughs> it is. Um, even then, however, the majority of spiders are not toxic to humans. Spiders prey on small invertebrates such as insects, so their venom is not geared towards large animals such as humans. Many spiders aren't even capable of piercing human flesh. Uh, Buddle says he has observed spiders moving their fangs back and forth against his skin to no avail. <laughs> of ab- only about a dozen of the approximately 40,000 spider species worldwide can cause serious harm to the average healthy adult human. In North America, there are only two such spe- uh, groups uh, that are medically important. The widow group, which includes black widows, and the recluse group, which includes brown recluses. 
these spiders do bite people, and if they live in your area, you should know what they look like. Uh, but still, records show that bites from these are very infrequent. Um, uh, the bite of widow spiders, like the black widow, is one of the well, only well-recognized re- spider bites in North America with obvious, unmistakable symptoms. Uh, signs can include intense pain and muscle contractions, which occur because the bites interferes with nerves and muscles. Uh, but deaths from that are very rare, thanks to antivenom. Uh, before this was developed, treatments included... Um, Whiskey, cocaine, <laughs> and nitroglycerin. Oh, that's why I like spiders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I may have a, I like a blowing spider bite. Up after a big line. Tease <laughs> yeah. some rails, bang some booze, explode. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody good night, right? Yeah. What a night, right, lads? Hey. Hey. I'll call that Tuesday. Chug, yeah. chug, chug, yeah. chug. Down in one. <laughs> chug, snort, bosh. Yeah. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> Call it a triple whammy. It's That's what weird, I call though, it. that people are so... Uh, why why people are so frightened of spiders, then, considering that that is their hit rate? Considering the amount of creepy crawlers around the world, that is a particularly... Right. Freud yeah. the way they was, move, isn't it? I think Freud, didn't Freud say it was something to do with they look a bit like pubic hair as well, and that mm. makes people Well, Freud feel, said a lot of Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Freud said everything like pubes, but yeah. I just uh, wonder what his first girlfriend did to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think even he would agree that it was his mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, we talked about the snake thing in a recent episode of it last week or two weeks ago about how we're not like innately scared of snakes. Mm. It's something that comes as you get a little older. Really? But mm. we are innately pr- primed to a strong reaction to snakes so that when you then learn that it's potentially harmful, it in your head becomes very potentially harmful. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, my ni- the one nightmare I have that keeps reoccurring like comp- all the time is me, I'm in bed and there's a snake in my bed and I can't, and the, the duvet, there's no way of getting out of my duvet, like I keep turning it and there's a small duvet oh and then God. there's a snake, That's I have that like once every other month. And now you've said that, so will a lot of our listeners, yeah. so thanks <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. Freud would say that was a fear of... Oh yeah, oh, yeah. daddy left, daddy, daddy definitely yeah. left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He spit on me and then he left. Yeah. <laughs> um, so often black widow and brown recluse spiders are misidentified and reported in regions where they're extremely unlikely to so live. So racist. Um, in South Carolina, 940 physicians responding to a survey reported a total of 478 brown recluse spider bites. But only one brown recluse bite has ever been def- definitively confirmed in the state. They're mostly found in central and southern United States. Um, Vetter also says I've had a hundred recluse spiders running up my arm and I've never been bitten by one uh, <laughs> that's like those people who say I smoke a hundred cigarettes right. a day yeah. no my granddad yeah. I did 98 yeah um, the vast majority of them are caused by something else a, a national study for example found that nearly 30% of people with skin lesions who said they had a spider bite actually had um, MRSA or MRSA as the Americans call it oh. Um, other things that can cause symptoms incl- that mimic spider bites include biting fleas or bed bugs, allergies, poison oak and poison I- ivy, uh, besides various viral and bacterial infections. Um, sp- sp- uh, they've, in recent years, doctors have become better at identifying true spider bites, but spiders are still widely regarded as dangerous to humans, which is generally not the case. Spiders are also good at killing nuisance insects, which may be more likely to bite humans than spiders. Uh, Buddle added, in the vast majority of cases, spiders are our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Before returning to his lair and donning his mask. (laughs) 
You know, your friends that are, like, are camping out in some corner of your apartment that you're not aware of, but you just run into late at night? Like, yeah, I know, his name was Buddle friends. as well, which <laughs> sounds... Yeah there's, a, there's, yeah, there's Buddle and Vetta, who was the other one. Like, they they both sound like spider story. movements. <laughs> oh, the spider's buddled away into a corner. <laughs> He's buddled behind the TV. <laughs> Yeah, what makes you become a? What happened to these people to make him become arachnologists? Also, it's like the opposite of a. I think they probably, you know, were bitten by a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say they were bitten by the bug. Like a terrible pun. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move from animals to outer space. Yeah, huh? uh, this fit in a quick story before Sarah has to oh, yeah. scarf oh, yeah. to the airport. I'm, uh, yeah, so I'm, just, I'm, I'm just uh, trying to subtly look at ways. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we got a li- uh, we have listeners that send us stories by emailing probablyscience at gmail.com and uh, tweeting at probablyscience. And I believe this was sent in by Justin Broad, who has sent in a lot of stories. Let me see if that's true. Yes, it is. Thank you, Justin. Uh, China aims to go deeper into space. Be scared, everybody. Um, as China's exploration of the moon progresses, its space experts have begun considering going deeper into the solar system to Mars, asteroids, and Jupiter and a manned deep space mission. They're passing us, guys. They're beating us. Um, when exploring the unknown, we should not just follow others. China should be more creative, said Lu Zhizhong, director of the Lunar Exploration Program and Space Engineering Center under the State Administration of Science, Technology, and Industry for National Defense. He pointed out that China still needs to tackle key problems, such as how to go into deep space at higher speeds, generating energy and power, and developing space robots that can work in the complicated space environment. So, the same problems everyone has to tackle for space travel. Um... So yeah, some, chi- some, sci- some Chinese scientists have suggested landing a probe on the far side of the moon, which would be unprecedented. Although China has not officially announced the plan, experts have begun to prepare the technologies needed. Uh, Zhang Liuwa, a researcher with China SpaceSat Co. Limited, said exploring the far side of the moon is of great sig- scientific importance. Many countries have designed their own plans for such a mission. It would requi- require a, a relay satellite, which would be u- God, like it, uh, mm. which would be used for communication and navigation on the L2 or Lagrange Lagrange point, where the satellite could orbit within the combined gravitational pull of the Earth-Moon system. Um, they also said developing a lunar relay satellite is necessary for future lunar exploration, sending astronauts to the moon as well as setting up a lunar base. Um, and if China expands the range of its lunar exploration, such as exploring the south and north poles and the far side of the moon. It needs a constellation of satellites covering different areas of the moon's surface. Uh, and they haven't yet started a manned deep space exploration program, uh, and experts hotly debate whether it's necessary to send humans into deep space or just let, let robots do the job. Um, but Gua Linli, a researcher at the China Academy of Space Technology, they have so many different academies of space things, said humans will inevitably go deeper into space from near-Earth orbit to the moon and then to Mars. I'm, uh, I just want to know what they're up to up there. Yeah. <laughs> What's planning what's something? The backside of the moon. No good can come of that. <laughs> what could you possibly? You know, I don't. I don't mind having Chinese people on the moon, but I want them where I can see right. them. <laughs> I want them in the light side. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. The, I don't want them sneaking around the back. Nope, nope. Hiding behind the moon. I've heard you can see uh, Chinese people on the moon from the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe they just want to keep an eye on their wall. Yeah. <laughs> they just want to, be... just want to gloat. They just want a place to sit up. Are you guys scared which, of... Which, by the way, I think it's probably oh, yeah. already knew this, but bullshit. Yeah. Utter bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not only can you not see the Great Wall of China from the moon, but there are also plenty of man-made things that you can see from the moon. 
Well, not necessarily the, from the moon, but what the, the saying used to be from space, but like, yeah. what's your definition of space? Because a low Earth orbit isn't that high up at all, and you can see like a fair amount of things. And any yeah. highway is about the same width as the Great Wall anyway. And is so it with a naked eye, or are you allowing like... Right, some kind of lens, or yeah, whatever. <laughs> but in general, there are far more visible things from space that humans have made than the Great Wall of China, which is quite thin and hard to see from right, it's directly from, above. From above, it'd be the same as just like a two or three lane road. <laughs> yeah. So any highway that, yeah, anyway. That is the weird thing that everyone just gla- grabbed onto and like told as fact for the longest time. You it's, like the, 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 it's the Chinese Walls PR team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. It's amazing. This story wasn't as uh, intimidating as I thought it was going to be, be, to be fair. I was really thinking there were going to be more secret things going on. Because what didn't last week or two weeks ago, didn't we talk about the thing that we weren't aware of? Like there is some um, like land, lander on the moon that China put there that we, we didn't even know about, like a smaller telescope. That How is true. I always forget our own stories. Yeah. Yeah, no, China's put all sorts of stuff on the moon. Mm. Yeah. But on the Ying side rather than the Yan side. Yes. <laughs> Keep it on the That's what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah, everything, in, everything in China is divided into those two things. Yeah. Yeah. It's that song by the Chinese Pink Floyd. I'll see you on the Yan side of the moon. <laughs> Which, if you, if you get like one of those uh, uh, Chinese-made uh, pirate copies of The Wizard of Oz, it sings up perfectly. <laughs> God, I can't. Can I say Pink Freud? I can't, right? No, that's not. That's Pink, the Pink Freud. That's, Cause, that's, just because you're referring back earlier to. to the, we yeah, yeah, Freud, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah, other reason for you to say that. He prefers Caucasian, but, you know. Right. I mean, yes. <laughs> 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 just helping you out here, Andy. <laughs> I felt like I was uh, alone in that one until you joined me, and I appreciate you. Sarah, Sarah Morgan, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Sarah L. Morgan. I, I uh, also encourage everyone to listen to International Water. Yes, uh, yes. which Matt Kirshen's been a guest on and I sincerely hope Andy and Sophie will be a guest Yay. on soon it's a very fun panel show on Maximum Fun uh, which if you like British comedy sh- panel shows you will very much enjoy ours it's really good yeah is that a good enough plug? that's a good <laughs> plug yeah. right I'm off bye safe everyone. travels thanks again bye. for joining us having yeah. hey Andy yes before we get back into the stories mm-hmm. guess what month it is I think it's November that's right the most charitable of all months is it November or is it Movember? I find it hard to remember which one's the actual original name for the month and which one's the charity name. Right. Me too. Uh, I guess you can remember it as Movember is for like mustache. So that's. Pro- oh, it makes so much more sense when you say it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah, so that's probably how they named it. And, um, and guess what else, Andy? What? Well, Movember, the charity, the awareness raising campaign and sponsorship. Uh, that brings you're light. About, you're talking about the one where guys grow mustaches to raise awareness and money for men's health issues? That's exactly what it That's is, as one. you and I have both done. Actually, uh, we did, yeah, we did it three years ago, didn't we? Yeah, we both, yeah. We both did. Uh, you look good, I look creepy, uh-huh. but uh, we, we both did it. But now there's a, there's, a, there's a better and cheaper and more efficient way to remove all but the mustache bit of your facial hair. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it is linked up with our sponsor... Uh, because Harry's is the official sponsor of Movember this year. The official razor partner of Movember? That's exactly what it is. is That's Harry's. the correct wording for it. Excellent. Um, and, and, they're, and they're sponsoring us right now. And uh, uh, we've been using the razors. You did a, you did a half and half experiment. This is how... Re- I did the nerdiest uh, possible shaving <laughs> experiment one can do, which is shaving half of my face with my Harry's blade and half with uh, an over-the-counter one. And um, then afterwards, I went out into the world. I went specifically brunch <laughs> with our friends. We, we went out to brunch, and you 
you got people to feel your face. I think this was a ruse to get people to feel your face. It was pretty effective. Yeah. But the consensus was that the Harry's Harry's was a smoother face half. The Harry's side was was smoother, and also it was less irritating when I shaved. Like I kind of uh, my neck can get kind of sensitive, and the non Harry's blade kind of like chewed up my neck. I get a good hobo neck beard going if I let it go. <laughs> but the Harry's side was was a pleasant experience, and everyone who touched it agreed it was smoother. Uh, so um. I mean, like, Harry's, if you're a person listening to this podcast right now and you wanted to be part of this whole experience, uh, you'd probably have to pay, what, I'm guessing, like, a million dollars? You're off by one, two, three, four, five, four, five orders of magnitude? Really? Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, if you use our code, which is PSP, as in Probably Science Podcasts, or PlayStation Portable, however you want to remember, as long as you use PSP, when you go to Harry's, you can get a starter set for only $10, and that set includes a razor handle, three blade cartridges, and your choice of shaving cream or foaming shave gel. Now you used the, used the cream, didn't you? I, I like pref- the cream, I prefer yeah. the gel. I saw each to your own. Like, I mean, whichever one you choose, I think that'll tell them which of us I, you like more. I don't want... It's like I would rather buy uh, whipped cream rather than cream and then go whip it, you know? So that's what, like... But I like the magic of a gel turning into a different right, type of right. thing on your face. I'm like, like it's like a little magic trick every time. So you got like gather round, children. Gather round. See, see how this, this is gel. See the worst magic trick of all time. <laughs> there was hair here, and now there isn't. Uh, so oh. yeah, Harry's is. Um, we talked about this before, but Harry's uh, they bought a razor factory in Germany. It's been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century, and they sell their products at factory direct prices. So they only cost a fraction of the price of the big drugstore brands. Uh, and over a million guys have made the switch to Harry's, so we recommend you do the same. Visit harrys.com, use our code PSP. Um, that's a special offer they're doing for our fans. $5 off your first order with the code PSP. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter the code PSP. Buying a blade factory in Germany feels like the ultimate bachelor move. Like right? it's, it's just not good <laughs> enough to have a samurai sword above your bed. You just want to... Hey, listen, babe. I actually own like a blade factory in Germany. You, like yeah. <laughs> you can get those anytime you want. <laughs> that's razor sharp, literally, because that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. They, and actually, I, I just found this out. I didn't know that um, one of the founders named Jeff also co-founded Warby Parker, which is a great eyewear brand. Have you ever tried Warby? You don't have glass. You don't. No, I did when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I was what we call long and you call far-sighted, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we call it short and you call it near, by the way. I don't know why you just went for different adjectives. But wait, we call it short... We say short-sighted and long-sighted, and you say near-sighted and far-sighted. But we say short-sighted as just a, um, as a, um, um, like a character trait of somebody who isn't thinking far in the future. But that came from Britain, <laughs> right. which comes from the... Near-sightedness is short Right, right. Um, but I was long-slash-far-sighted as a kid, mm-hmm. and that's apparently something I think over time, in general... For many people, your eyesight gets more short-sighted as you get older. Um, uh, so you just got fixed and by it just, time. Exactly that. And also, it's, it's apparently quite a common thing for kids who are far-sighted for it to fix themselves. But I was far-sighted and had a lazy eye. They were my two things. So I had, I had glasses and the patch. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I, just, I got glasses like a month ago. I just didn't know I needed them. And then oh. I was in Edinburgh during the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and people get were so angry with me because everyone was like, oh, I walked past you and you ignored me. So I said, maybe something. So I went into, what's it called, Specsavers. And they're yeah. like, you need glasses, like big time. Like you really, really need glasses. Yeah, because this is a butcher's. <laughs> <laughs> 
idiot. Uh, <laughs> now I have glasses. It's, it's amazing. I can see things. So you got to the point where you couldn't recognize people's faces as they walked by, it's but didn't an, think. I think that, I've like my whole life I've walked past people. I just. Just how did you know. how did you pass like driving tests and things? I don't drive. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. how you, that's how you see it just, is. Just cast everything out of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I couldn't see something, I stopped doing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't watch TV. Just listen right, to radio. Right, right. <laughs> I just didn't know that what I was seeing wasn't what everyone saw. Yeah, I, I just, just thought that this was normal. Yeah, well, you didn't know that people aren't just sort of just a blurry. <laughs> reddish, <laughs> yellowish blur of colors. Exactly. You know, like, you know, Tony, the brown shape. <laughs> Just the sort of brown shape in the corner. With with the pinkish shape below it. He's like a brown shape and a pink shape together. And then, like, the bottom half of him is like a sort of green or blue shape but normally, changes. but sometimes different. Yeah, it's a variable it's shape yeah. below it. Yeah. Yeah, I but Tony's like brown, pink, variable. That's, that's how I remember who Tony is. <laughs> I was in the same boat, but I didn't uh, think to do anything until I started to like not be able to read the blackboard. I think in college, oh, yeah. I was even like, if I wasn't sitting in the front row, I was squinting. I was like, maybe I could, oh yeah, I could probably get glasses. And was concert. it just like yeah. relaxing suddenly? Just yeah. be able to see everything? You're like, oh, I, I sit this whole stress and... in my life. But yeah. like... well, my, my sight was always a bit weird because I can see really well when I focus. I can see really, really far. That's why I always nailed the sight test. I could always say, say all the letters because like, I could see everything. Oh, but you're right, wouldn't. But, yeah, but everything else is like, if I don't focus, I, I can't. It's, I don't know what the what? word for that is. So like hmm. the center, is, you have, is it astigmatism or something where like the step very center of your feel of vision is in, in focus but that sounds something like that I don't they didn't give that's me that's not like exactly a, it either though yeah, it, yeah. Or isn't, I know that's it's, right astigmatism means, is like varied it means uh, that the curve in one in one dimension isn't the same as the curve in the oh, other okay, like horizontally right. versus it means like ace like without a without a statement without a point Got so it. it's kind of like it, fo- it focuses light into two points because it's not a it's not a rotationally symmetrical mm-hmm. lens I, um, I knew someone who was who had serious face blindness and it's rare but a a thing like her eyesight was fine but she the bit of your brain that processes who people are right, right, right. just doesn't it's not ex- eyes at all it's just yeah it just yeah. doesn't exist for her like and to, i mean so weird. and it's like to the point that she learnt tricks to work it out like she she'd recognize people by by their gait or by their <laughs> their hair and by their their clothing and their voice but she would if she didn't know what someone was wearing that day, like she has in the past, like her own housemate no, has gone to the supermarket. No. no, I'm not. They went to the supermarket and if they split up on different aisles and she came back and she doesn't recognize wow. who that person is. That's crazy. That's so interesting. I don't, Which, I mean, it just makes no sense. But then again, I think about stuff like there was just someone in the news who's a doppelganger for Leonardo DiCaprio. Have you seen, did you I see that? I saw no. the headline. I never actually clicked on the link. I had to see. He's pretty close. It's like a 21 year old bartender somewhere in Scandinavia. And, um, I was like, it's funny that we that that, does, that doesn't happen more often with seven billion people. Like the fact that uh, yeah. we're all unique enough that it's a rarity just that someone finds someone who looks like one other person. And when when someone is very famous, suddenly it, you don't need to actually meet the, the person for the doppelganger to become apparent. What do you mean? Well, I mean, oh, you wouldn't because no, who else is looking for your doppelganger? Not exactly. Not famous, like but, you know, <laughs> like no one's on the lookout. For most it. people have <laughs> numerous doppelgangers scattered around the world, but, but they'll never many, know it. Yeah. I, I, there's someone. Are, there's one in Denmark somewhere because I've met a lot of people who are like, oh, you you really look like this, and it's always they always mention the same city. 
Oh, but the, you, you, my friend who lives there. So I know there's like one city where there's someone who looks like a lot like me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one in that. You've got an LA doppelganger. Well, that's true. Yeah. Why am I saying no one has doppelgangers when I have one? I've been hugged by people who didn't know I was me. <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to look up, or I guess I could post, uh, yeah, I'll post a link to his website or something. Uh, Kurt Neal, another comedy person here in yeah. LA. So there's literally another stand-up in comedian town. in Los Angeles yeah. who looks very similar and we've been we've taken side by side pictures at parties and stuff just to post online like we're not that he's skinnier he has dark eyes but like it's enough so that we've both gotten people in coming up to us and even once they're talking to us not realizing we're not the person they you have very similar yeah because it's not just facially you have um like similar height similar physique yeah yeah Somewhat, somewhat. Well, oh, we'll post it. We'll see what the listeners think. But, I, went, um, I went with my friend Chris to the comedy store to see a show who's also visiting from London. And he was standing outside and lots of people came up to him and said, oh, well done, man. That was so funny. Like three or four people, like independently of each other, went up. And so we tried to find his, like who, who could have been on that looked like him. And we found this guy. I don't know if, what was his name? Bob something I think a comedian named Bob he's a comedian yeah so it does, they don't look that much alike did he did, did, you must know that Matt I don't know who you've seen Chris I get um, there's a guy Robbie who books the Just for Last Festival in Montreal and we've we've been like um, he's been complimented on my set and I've been in Montreal and have people start to walk up to me to ask when their show is like we're not wow. we're not that similar that when people get up close they realise but that's the best. That's the best PR, though. That he just he just gets a lot of people saying, "Oh, you're so funny." Yeah. This is a uh, this is Kurt. You think yeah. it's yeah. similar? It's like he hasn't which used picture? the. Also, Andy, which he's got picked? um, he has a beard in that picture, and Andy has just shaved his with right, right. Yeah, with Harry's razors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, hey, here's a story that was semi bullshit that was going around. Um, but a lot of people. I mean, it's not. It's not bullshit. It's it's the not degree the interpretation being... of the story is bullshit. Yeah. So, bacon, sausages, red meat has been classified now... Um, As a type type one? What is it? Type four? What's the... Type one. I sh- we should have got this story up in advance. Oh, okay. But, I'll bring it up to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, everyone's up in arms. Not up in arms, but everyone's excitedly posting on social media about how uh, processed meats are proven to be carcinogenic, are proven to cause cancer... Which Not is true. Somewhat, but like uh, definitively, or put into that category by the AMA or whoever it's does the AIARC. Oh, um, and it's yeah. So it got recategorized as category one. I'm going to say until we get corrected by Andy looking up the story. Which the the headline was then: Red meat is as dangerous as smoking. And that's not true. Like mm. red meat uh, has now been confirmed by the society and by the scientists to be as equally certain of being a carcinogen as cancer in other words it will def it is something that definitely now has a link to cancer and has a chance of causing cancer as do cigarettes um what it doesn't mean is that it has an equal chance of causing cancer as cigarettes that is equally carcinogenic it just means that it is equally, definitely a carcinogen mm. of different values. Um, right. So this is the World Health Organization, and they classified processed meat as a type, as a group one carcinogen, the same category as tobacco. Um, and there's a story on Wired that kind of breaks down the uh, subtlety of this. Um, so the, the WHO's International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC, 
weighs the strength of the scientific evidence that some food, drink, pesticides, smokable plant, whatever, is a carcinogen. What it does not do is consider how much that substance actually increases your risk for actually getting cancer, even if it differs by magnitudes of 100. Yeah, so the, um, also the, ca- the cancer research site, which we've quoted before, because they have a really great explainer section, they do a very good job of doing, hey, here's the truth behind the headlines. And it broke it down and gave an analogy. And let me find the exact two examples they gave. If not, I'll have to paraphrase it. Um, but it talks about, um, as an example, no, I'm just going to have to, I can't find it in this story. Banana peels uh, versus... I think it did. It did like, yes, they did banana peels versus car driving a car. And it's like, <laughs> well, both of them are proven <laughs> to cause injury. However... Um, so they could both be categorized as a definite injury causer. However, yeah. in general, car accidents <laughs> have a much higher rate of injury than banana peels and a far higher severity of injury yeah. than slipping on a banana peel. So that's what that story means. Oh, um, and red article- meats definitely can cause cancer. And that is now confirmed in the same way that cigarettes definitely can cause cancer. And that is now confirmed. But... But the, cigarettes will cause it a lot more yeah, frequently and a lot the, more seriously. On the Wired story, it says, smoking increases your relative risk of lung cancer by 2,500%. Eating two slices of bacon a day increases your re- relative risk for colorectal cancer by 18%. Right. So a little different. So it's still an increased risk, but smoking, yeah, smoking will prob- almost certainly do real damage to you. And yeah. the red meat might. Given the frequency yeah. of colorectal cancer, that means your risk of getting colorectal cancer over your life goes from about 5% to 6%. Right. So that's the thing to remember. Where are, are you vegetarians or vegans or anything? No. I am. Which one? I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Okay. Are you? I, I just got out of uh, of being one. Basically, I've been considering being a vegetarian, just like, you know, like most people, I guess, do at some point. Yeah. And then I met a guy and he was a vegetarian. <laughs> so I said, oh, I'm a vegetarian. Because, <laughs> you know, I had been thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, it turns out that he could never date anyone who wasn't a vegetarian. Oh, uh, and he was really, judgy. really, he was really, really happy that I was a vegetarian. So we started going out. We became like a couple. And I had to keep up this veggie. <laughs> so you didn't say you were, you told him from the get go you would always bend that or something? He, that was just, no. I was like, I'm now a vegetarian. Like, I don't think we put like a, a date on what when I had become one. Yeah. So I would go to do like the stand in Edinburgh with another comedian and he'd like, he'd be like smoking. His wife didn't know he was smoking. And I'd like eat meat. And I was like, my boyfriend doesn't know that I eat meat. And we're like, don't tell anyone. Well, now I just did. And, <laughs> and so the second we broke up, I was like, oh, now I can Finally. eat pizza without guilt. Yeah. <laughs> we well, eat pizza you could eat anyway, couldn't you? Well, no, but not with yeah, the stuff you good, want. Good pizza. pizza. <laughs> uh, it was so sad. We'd like order pizza, and he'd be like, "What do you want?" I was like, "Oh, the pepper, um, the uh, the veggie supreme, <laughs> yeah. the pepper corn, green peppers, yeah, yeah, green yeah. pepper, green and red peppers." I was uh, until recently, and I still I know I still my until recently I was a fish as well, but I pretty much cut that now. Partly just because it was very annoying, consistently going. Are you a vegetarian? Well, I'm a pescatarian, so I just sometimes do fish. <laughs> are you born fed? Right? It's just annoying. So uh, are we allowed to talk about our job in, in any kind of detail? Because you, uh, you had a recent thing that made you also kind of not want to do dairy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the status of. Um, we've talked a little bit about this new show that Andy and I are working on, and it involves it involves talking to scientists and engineers about how certain machines are made I think we can say that much yeah, yeah, yeah. but one of the things I was researching this week was an automatic cow milking machine and here's the thing like it's sort of 
with anything like knowing how the sausage is made or whatever, it, right. it's always a little bit. It's, yeah. I spent a lot of time though recently just watching robots attaching to cow udders, <laughs> and it's just a little bit off-putting a milk. But then again, I just had I had a whole load of cheese yesterday, so that clearly <laughs> hasn't hit me as deeply as it might have done at the moment. I think at that time, if you'd offered me a glass of milk, I would. I would have bulked. Well, I mean, milk, I think milk is gross now in general, but I love cheese. That's also true. I never, I'm not a fan of drinking milk, but but cheese is is gross milk. Like cheese is milk that's gone gross. So cheese is sort of double gross and it doubles back. It's It's like a double. (laughs) I mean, cheese is mozzarella. It's it's the best thing. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm not going to quit that shit. I should. We all should. But uh, yeah, if you're wondering what that cancer stuff means, not as bad as what you're um, gloating vegan friends on Twitter were making it out to be. However, it is still generally good to cut down on red meat, even if you are not going to go full veggie. Yeah. Why not just have a couple of days a week where you don't eat meat? Right. You pooped all over this party, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> your people are pretty... I keep saying your people. It sounds racist. <laughs> I really does for some reason, probably because it is. Um, but no, the Danes are known for their... Don't you guys have the highest quality pork? Don't you oh, supply yes. the world's pork? Yes, highest quality, most things. Most things. <laughs> Pork TV uh, people. Highest yeah. quality TV. What are some great? <laughs> oh, we Danish? have. Some, oh, I guess you don't have that. Well, you 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 guys have the bridge, right? That's the bridge. The bridge, like a TV show. No, what is it? They made like a. They made a. They made first. They made a UK version, which is a copy of ours, and then. Is it that a competition was a, show? No, no, no. It was oh. a drama. Oh. It was a. The, the I, first I never one was a was a murder on the uh, right, like in the middle of the bridge between Sweden and Denmark, and then like a Swedish cop and a Danish cop has to figure out the murder. It's really good. And then the UK did one called the Tunnel, which was between the tunnel between England and, uh, and France. France. And I think you guys did one as well, but I'm not going to try and guess the bridge. <laughs> you. Why? So, why so, does the? It's probably the like the, the Windsor Bridge or like some <laughs> no name thing between Canada. So and it's the US. sort of yeah, split jurisdiction and the two different. That's, they have to work together. The two different police departments. Is there one that the one between me, me, Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Mexico. Is that, is that mostly just roads? Uh, I guess like uh, the Rio Grande is part of the border, right? There must be. I mean, the most famous ones are probably. I mean, there is. I presume the there's some kind of no man's land between the two, between America and Mexico, isn't there? Is is it like a line and on I don't that? Know, I have no idea. I've only driven across the border once, and it was like 12 years ago. It's to like go a, south. Yeah. yeah, and you were like hidden under blankets, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a, uh, there's, we have a really great show called Clown, uh, which is basically ripped off Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's, okay. a, it's the oh, same Oh, wait, no, show. I saw that. Yeah, I, yeah. No, wait, I saw a movie. Yeah, the, they made the show into a movie. It's really funny, really it dark. It's really dark. It's really... So dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, the guy gets... Uh, it's It's like... It's office kind of cringe humor, but it's like going into like pedophilia kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's... it's, it's I mean, the last, spoiler alert, the very, very, very last scene is a picture of a seven-year-old boy's penis. An actual, an actual. <laughs> oh, wait, it was actually, yeah. It was an actual, like the actual, the actual penis. It's really But dark. it's funny. It sounds awful, but it's just yeah, that's like definitely not the cringiest that, of... That's not how you necessarily sell me on a show. Yeah, yeah. It's the ultimate in... Seriously, uh, if you can get through to the end of the show, you get to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like friend shaming or kumishbeck, might be some kumishbeck in there. Respect. Yeah, the clown is very, and isn't it spelled with a K, like yeah. the movie version? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really funny. I recommend it. It is uh, quite. It's quite. It's the most Danish thing you can find. So wait, the bridge. Oh, that's the famous bridge, right? That's now the world's longest, isn't it? The one connecting Denmark and Sweden. Oh, isn't it newish? Like in the last 10, 15 years. It's quite new. I don't know if it's the longest. I thought it was some superlative. 
but it might the best probably the best <laughs> the sexiest to get to get away from Sweden am I right guys those bastards <laughs> <laughs> we all hit Sweden right <laughs> Is there any rivalry between you guys? Yeah, it's quite fun when I gig in uh, whenever I gig in Norway. I always say like oh, I'm from Denmark, and then like their response is a bit like man. I go yeah, we we don't have anything against each other. Like no, and then I always say we all hate Sweden, right? And they're like yeah, like, <laughs> Norway and Denmark hate Sweden. Really? What it's are they? Fun. They gave us Abba. Yeah, and feminism. Like it's it's a, it's a fine country. It's a really great country. But it's just because it's there. It's big and it's uh, it's next door. Sweden. They get so drunk all the time in our city because our alcohol is cheaper oh are they like the bridge and tunnel they're like the jersey of your New York okay is that what they are how dare you (laughs) I'm saying Sweden is the jersey to Denmark's New York it's a compliment to Denmark I have no idea Um, but yeah of course because it's different tax rate well I guess it would almost be more I know it's a slightly different thing but the way if you live in any of the Canadian towns near the border Oh yeah. Then you get all the 19-year-old Americans who are still a couple of years off legal oh, yeah. drinking. We did that. I, I was like half-hour drive from Windsor, where I grew up. Yeah, you so grew up in northern in Michigan, years. right? And then even in college in upstate New York, we'd drive over to the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. It was like a three-hour drive just to be able to drink legally for those two years. <laughs> How just, did we get back, now that I'm thinking about it? That, um, uh, yeah, hmm. you probably would have been easier just to get, send someone who looks older to, yeah, the, to the store. <laughs> Yeah, which is what we did when we were sixteen in Britain. I did that once. I I got a homeless guy to buy. I was like (laughs) sixteen. My friends and I got someone to buy us a six pack of Zima. What is is Zima particularly? You never had Zima? No. It was the first of the alcohol pops. Oh, okay. It was like a clear. It was like Sprite. It was like alcoholic Sprite, sort of. In Britain, in the nineties, when I was a teenager in Britain, like when I was fifteen, sixteen, it was Hooch was the first one, and then there was like Smirnoff Ice came out and a few others. Smirnoff was relatively later, wasn't WK... it? WKD was a bit later still. I know the guy who, who who got that into the UK. Oh, yeah? yeah that was that, was a, where was that, that was, from? I went on a first date with a guy, and he was just like, because he'd worked at some bar someplace, and then they'd gotten like a deal on it, and he really liked it. That's the only person ever in the world. <laughs> but he So he really liked it. He kept saying that it was sold out and that he needed more and more. So apparently that was him his fault that that made it big. But in Denmark, we can drink when we're 16. Oh, really? Most people oh. get drunk when they're 14. Like well, no th- one really cares. I think even in Britain, the laws are... You have to be 18 to drink in a pub or buy your own alcohol. Oh. But you can be 16 and have it in a restaurant with a meal, with maybe with adults. And I think you can be over... And it's something like over 10 and your parents can legally give it to you in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they probably do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, you know, I remember being 10 or whatever, and parents just sliding it over and like, chug, chug, chug. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a I, pussy, Matthew. <laughs> and you were like, I just want to enjoy this beverage. <laughs> I am an adult. You're 10. Get drunk. I'm looking up this WKD stuff. It looks disgusting. <laughs> when you, ha- when you have your blue. own house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. When you have your own house and your own place, you can drink at the pace you choose. But right now, under my roof, <laughs> you will drink at the speed we tell you. <laughs> So I will repeat, Chuck, Chuck, and then put it over your head so that we know it's empty. <laughs> and then glue it to the other things you've drank. Right. Make a wizard stick. <laughs> so we don't have to make your costume. <laughs> uh, another wizard stick again Europe. this year, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Are your parents alcoholic? No, I am. I am. <laughs> Um, Do we have time for one more? Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned uh, not that we shouldn't we shouldn't only be scared of China and their advanced <laughs> space program because uh, Justin also said in an article how Russia and Europe are joining are launching a joint mission to the dark side of the moon or the far side, if not dark. <laughs> Everyone's going to the far side of the moon, according to ESA. Um, 
or the ESA is set to join Russia's ambitious plan to colonize the moon with an announcement that will provide key tech for a planned exploration mission in 2020. So everybody's going back to the moon. It sounds like FOMO, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had the Russia, but mom, Russia and China are Come going. Yeah. Okay. All your country friends went to a different planet or an orbiting body. <laughs> well, yeah, I would. get the feeling with Russia that it's just so that Putin can take a photo up there, right? like a shirtless <laughs> moon pic. Don't take off your shirt. Oh no! <laughs> it doesn't understand how pressure works. <laughs> It was worth it. It was worth it for the picture. Do it for the picture. Do it for the vine. Um, if we have time for one more super fast one. Do you have a good story loaded I up? I have an animal one. Oh, yeah. It's been animal heavy, but uh, I didn't know this about crocodiles. Did you know crocodiles sleep with one eye watching? Uh, I did, because I found that story. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did then. I think this is, this is more worthy of fear than, than spiders, probably. Um, yeah, according to a study from Australia, crocodiles can sleep with one eye open. In doing so, they join a list of animals with disability, which includes some birds, dolphins, and other reptiles. Uh, writing in the journal, and also anyone who's been threatened by right. uh, by a baddie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you why you better sleep with one eye open tonight. <laughs> writing in the Journal of Experimental Biology, the researchers said the crocs are probably sleeping with one brain hemisphere at a time, leaving one half of the brain active and on the lookout. That's pretty amazing. Uh, consistent with that idea, the crocs in the study were more likely to leave one eye open in the presence of a human. They also kept that single eye trained directly on the interloper, said <laughs> senior author John Lescu. Does it say which, do they switch hemispheres that are open at the time? Like, do they find like, off? half the night they're more creative and then half right. the night they're more scientific? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they only do one per night, the next day they can't, like, their penmanship is off. Right? <laughs> um, they definitely monitored the human when they were in the room, but even after the human left the room, the animal ke- still kept its one eye directed towards the location where the human had been, suggesting they were keeping an eye out for potential threats. Uh, the experiments were done in an aquarium lined with infrared cameras to monitor juvenile crocodiles day and night. And the animals were not particularly amenable to handling. <laughs> They're a little snippy. <laughs> so we had to limit all our work to juvenile crocodiles, about 40 to 50 centimeters long, which is, uh, what is that, like 20 inches? Two feet-ish? How, what was it, sorry? 40, 40 to 50 centimeters? Yeah, that's 27 uh, centimeters. That's about inches. a foot and a half. Okay, yeah. Oh, little cute little baby crocodiles. Look at them. Um, as well as placing a human in the room for certain periods, the team tested the effects. <laughs> That's like the insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know you've been complaining about not getting a lot of work? <laughs> Got something for you. I don't know if I'd be scared of a two-foot-long croc. It'd be cute. Like, how much could it do to you? Just a house croc? Yeah, like a little scratch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, they also tested having other young crocs around, and sure enough, these also tended to attract the gaze of any reptiles dozing with only one eye. And this matches what's known as unihemispheric sleep in aquatic mammals, such as walruses and dolphins, which seem to use one eye to make sure they stick together in a group. By contrast, birds use this strategy to watch out for predators. Isn't that the same kind of? Uh, In threatening situations, birds will increase their use of unihemispheric sleep and maintain their open eye on on any potential threat. Well, hang on. One's looking for predators and the other's looking for potential prey. Do you think that's what the crocodile was doing? Because if it wanted to prey on it, why would it be waiting? It sees it there. Why wouldn't it just wake up and attack? Isn't that sort of how crocodiles... Like, crocodiles are pretty sneaky animals, yeah. Okay, maybe. Like, one of the things I, I seem to remember... Like the very brief time I spent in Australia in an area that actually had crocodiles, one of the things that they they tell you in wild areas to switch up your patterns of bathing and fishing and that kind of thing. Oh my god, it's planning for days ahead of they. Yeah, they sort of like <laughs> or don't keep going to the same spot because they learn that that's where people are and that's where. Um, unlike, which I think does sound plausible. Unlike that bullshit story, you know that that 
complete urban legends about. I think we've talked about it on the show before the snake measuring you up. Oh, is that bullshit? Oh, utter bullshit. The, the urban legend is someone has a pet snake, and one day they find it like it's in bed lying next to them, like oh. in a in a completely straight line. Yeah, and then they go, and the vet says you get need out. to get out of the house right now and have that snake put down it's measuring you to eat you <laughs> which is just like firstly no second that's not how snakes work with prey and uh, yes that does seem a little a little far-fetched um so yeah dr lescu who was uh one of the researchers on this said that to him the most exciting thing about those results is that they provide some evidence to think that the way we sleep might be novel in an evolutionary sense so uh full sleeping is maybe the exception not the rule Half-brain sleeping may have evolved in a shared ancestor of reptiles and birds. Well, that again makes sense, because we talked about this quite a lot on... I think still one of the favorite experts that we've had on the show was Dr. Matt Walker from a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Who was the sleep expert uh, in the San Francisco episode we did. Um, If you go back about two years in the podcast. (laughs) Jesus. But... um, we did that with Kurt Braunola, and uh, he was talking about... And Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg, yeah. That was... We had a bonus Mark Wahlberg. But sleep is really bad, it seems, evolutionarily. Like, it seems... Well, it seems like something that... It's risky. It's a lot of time to be, it, to be in, incapacitated. Yeah, it seems like a stupid thing for us to do, in that when you're asleep, you are, A, far more at risk from prey, B, far less able to find uh, food, shelter, and reproductive options, which are all the things that evolution drives and yet not only do we sleep but every single organism that they found has some version of sleep even bacteria apparently have phases during their daily cycle where their metabolic processes i don't know if metabolism is even the right word for a bacterium but where their physical processes slow down and speed up throughout the day so even bacteria have something that approximates sleep i mean even god rested right right So I don't think I'd be too judgmental on the bacteria. That's true. Is that, he was he able, because he's God, he was able to kind of save it up over six days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he made spiders, dinosaurs, and uh, that girl. Who was at I've the done enough. <laughs> Sophie, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Oh, I mean, I have a... I assume your listeners are into podcasts. Yep. I have one. It's called Comedians Telling Stuff, and I know it's grammatically incorrect. <laughs> uh, but I'd already bought the website when someone told me, and it's my second language, so just be impressed. Um, I like the fact that it's slightly... I, I like, I'm fond of sentences that are just slightly off. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 very, it's comedians, and they're telling... So you've been on it. I have. And, uh, and it's uh, we're very good. Very good. Do you know, one of your... I'm not going to drag this out, but you, one of your stories, uh, when you gave advice... Uh, I that it was so good that I've taken that bit out and I'm anytime like a new comedian is is sending me like an email saying oh I'm nervous about a competition or I'm nervous about something I say I send that to them oh cool I don't remember what I said now but that's good it was really good it's really good uh, so yeah that's Check the, out the episode then and yeah do it do it yeah it's kind of cool the way you do it so for listeners who don't know each um, the podcast comes out in seasons yeah so each season is a block of what six, six episodes with six comedians with six comedians and every so when you record it, when you record the show with Sophie, she asks the same six questions to every guest. Yeah. But then each episode is one of those questions answered by all six comedians edited oh. together. Yeah. 
That's the best that's ever been explained and I'm on like season eight. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, a cool oh, that's idea. how I should have explained it. Yeah. It is uh it, it's horrible to edit, but it's a lot of fun. And I ramble at the beginning and if you don't like me as a person you can skip over that. <laughs> <laughs> also if you like me, it can be dreadful. Uh, and I overshare a lot. So yeah, that's like my main thing. I'm on Twitter, Sophie Hagen, S O F I E H A G E N. Excellent. Uh, oh, is a bunch of people we've had before on uh not a bunch, but like uh Daniel Sloss, Celia Pacola. Um, I had Colin Mockery. I saw that. That's cool. Oh, How did you come my across him? God, uh, it's uh, my. I think my my agent had produced the Whose Line Is It Anyway show in Edinburgh, mm. so they had the email and I stole it. And he was just nice. Like I didn't even have to really, you know, try and get through hurdles to get him. He was just like, yeah, sure, nicest guy, nicest guy in the world. That was like a big, big comedian crush I had there. I'm looking <laughs> forward to checking it out. It sounds like an awesome idea. Um, as always, uh, any. Questions, comments, clarifications, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. You can go to probablyscience.com for the stories and the links, mm-hmm. everything we've discussed. There is normally the donation button there. Uh, we're having soon, some issues with soon. this. We'll get it fixed, hopefully, very, very soon. Uh, there is still what does work is the Amazon.com oh, button. Yeah. If you're shopping on Amazon in either the US, UK, or Canadian site, uh, click through our link first, and we get a little commission. We get a kickback. It costs you no extra, so do that. And the other way you can help us out is by spreading the word, letting other people know about the show. Tweet, Facebook, if you've got a friend who's a podcast fan who doesn't know about us yet, or even a friend who's a comedy or science or both fan and that you think they might get into podcasts, let them know. Mm-hmm. Tell them. Uh, I know a lot of you do that, and we have people who have started listening to our show because they're like, hey, my brother told me I should listen to you, and and that's great. So... Thank you very much, everyone who does that. Check out Sophie. She's fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we will see you next week. 